The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to our discussion today with another trailblazing innovator who comes to our show to discuss how they are providing the modern-day house call. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Dr. Jonathan Clark, founder and CEO of MEND. Dr. Clark, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks so much, Joe. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thanks so much for making the time today. Before we begin our discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background? Sure. I'm a board-certified emergency physician. I've been practicing medicine for over a decade now. Much of that time was spent uh, practicing in the U.S. Navy. I was active duty for over 11 years. Practiced medicine around the world, really, in some very unique settings. That's kind of where the idea for the house call, the modern house call, was born. I spent much of that time working outside of a normal hospital and uh, clinic setting. I also have sort of house calls in my blood, My grandfather was a physician in East Texas in the 1960s and 70s, and he did house calls across East Texas. And so I grew up with those stories, and it just makes sense to bring that sort of level of customer service to folks here in the 21st century. Outstanding, and I agree completely. Could you take a next couple minutes and provide our audience with a 10,000-foot overview of MEND? Sure. So what MEND does is we provide on-demand urgent health care to people where they are when they want it. There are a lot of on-demand services these days, and healthcare has really been left out of providing the same level of convenience and transparency and affordability and all the access that we would expect from every other service industry. So healthcare has been the last holdout. We really wanted to bring that level of convenience to customers where they are when they want. Healthcare is a bit unique because when you order an Uber taxi, you want it there right now. You don't necessarily want a doctor there right now, however, and so we allow customers to choose a time which is convenient for them, either today or tomorrow, to have most of their healthcare needs taken care of where they are. So we come to homes, offices, hotels, anywhere else a patient happens to be to take care of their urgent healthcare needs. And what that is is medical problems which should be taken care of today or tomorrow in the coming hours or days, not emergencies, and not long-standing chronic problems. Perfect. I wanted to start with this, Dr. Clark. Other than my recent interview with Hunter Howard, who's the president of Hormone Therapeutics, I don't have any recent exposure to the startup community in Dallas. What can you tell us about the environment in Dallas for entrepreneurial ventures? Well, I can't imagine a better place in the U.S. to start a business than Dallas, Texas. We have really been surrounded by an incredible ecosystem of entrepreneurs, mentors, advisors, and other startup founders since the very beginning, early last year now, 2015. The entrepreneurial scene is just thriving in Dallas. We have a a number of accelerators and incubator programs as well as co-working spaces, and there's just a tremendous opportunity here in Dallas. It's very exciting to be here. Good deal. I understand you recently announced a really interesting partnership with Children's Health of Texas. Can you describe how you'll be working with them? Absolutely. So 
I'd like to highlight that our partnership with Children's Health is the first ever partnership with a startup a health tech company with a legacy academic healthcare system. Children's is over 100 years old, and this is the first such partnership in the country. We were the third to market with this type of model in the U.S. and the first to market in Texas, and this is obviously the first such partnership in the U.S. We're going to be working with Children's primarily to expand our scope of services as well as their scope into the 21st century. I think healthcare CEOs have to understand that the landscape of medicine is changing rapidly. This is an era unlike any era in healthcare before. And the way we practice medicine in 10 years is not going to be the same. And so innovative healthcare CEOs such as Chris Dervich with Children's Health have identified ways that they can expand their services and reach out to patients in non-traditional ways. Technology-assisted house calls is one way. Virtual visits and telemedicine is another way. So we'll be working very closely with them in population health on their initiatives, including telemedicine and virtual visit. That sounds really interesting. I definitely want to keep up with your progress with children's. I know you'll do more than what you're starting with as well. Dr. Clark, speaker at a recent conference I attended on telemedicine reported that telemedicine was transitioning from the early adopter stage to the early majority stage of the Gartner model. Given this rapid growth, how do you see the future of physician-patient interaction changing with telemedicine really entering the mainstream? Well, I think we're definitely at a crossroads in medicine right now. And telemedicine is one of those things which has been around for over a decade now, but is really starting to pick up steam, as you mentioned, majority adoption. There's always going to be a place, though, for that doctor-patient relationship, for that warm touch, that human touch of sitting and talking with a patient. And I think companies who are going to do it well in the future are going to nicely blend those on-site visits with telemedicine as well as an additional option for the customer. Ultimately, it comes down to convenience and it comes down to the logistics of supply and demand. We are at a critical juncture with a shortage of primary care physicians across the U.S. And it just makes sense that some of the more simple cases with established patients can be taken care of virtually. Perfect. Despite these positive signs for growth, there still must be challenges. What are the biggest current challenges to growing your business? I think the biggest challenge and our really our largest competitor at this point is the status quo. It's really about awareness and accepting a new model of access to healthcare. We've had several generations now which are used to this broken healthcare system and a broken access to it. The average wait time to see a primary care doctor now in the U.S. is over 19 days. Here in Dallas, it's a little bit better, but still, waiting two and a half weeks to see your primary care doctor is unacceptable, but that's become the norm, and patients are accustomed to just making that appointment and waiting. So to have this new on-demand, high-touch, high-tech access point is really sort of game-changing, and we're really fighting just awareness and the status quo at this point. That's great. I understand that telemedicine is going to provide better access, but don't we need more physicians as well to bring that average wait time down? Is that not part of the problem? I think we absolutely do need more physicians, and we also need more what some call physician extenders or advanced practice practitioners. Perfect. We use a lot of physician assistants and nurse practitioners to extend our scope of services 
while using physicians less frequently. A physician's time can be spread out much more effectively and efficiently when using these advanced practice practitioners. And we can translate the, a lower cost to the consumer as well. And so I think there has to be a blended approach of more physicians, more advanced practice practitioners, and greater access to telemedicine as well. And I think it's really going to be that sort of three-pronged solution that works in the end. Great. Dr. Clark, what advice would you give a fellow physician today that's considering implementing telemedicine in their practice? Well, I think telemedicine is going to be sort of a pay-to-play feature in the coming years. So certainly anyone who's not considering telemedicine now should be considering telemedicine to extend their reach and their efficiency with their current patients and also to gain new patients. So I would say if you haven't started already, you should be starting to go down that pathway. Telemedicine is going to be, again, a pay-to-play feature in the near future, I believe. No, I agree with you. When the internet came, everybody had to have E this and E that. And then with mobile, we had to have M this and M that. The next years or so, I think it'll be telemedicine. I always said during those times, I look forward to the day when e-health won't be different from health and m-health won't be different from health. And I think it's the same way here with telemedicine. It's just a fact of the future that everybody's going to have to practice this way to some extent. Absolutely. And I think giving consumers that choice and those options is really key. Some people may want to sit in a physician's office. Other people may want to have a practitioner come to them in their home or office. And still others may just want to be seen via telemedicine for something simple. So I think consumer choice and options is really key there. Exactly. And then serving that part of the market that's not being served like you're doing with your partnership with Children's Health, it's easy for people in Dallas to get access to a great organization like Children's Health of Dallas. But if you live three and a half hours outside of Dallas or seven hours from Dallas, it's not quite so easy today. I view that in 10 years from now, it'll be just as easy as someone who lives in Dallas to get access to that health care. I agree. And I think that's a worldwide issue, that sort of access. We were on vacation with our family this past summer and asked the family that we were staying with, uh, an Airbnb house, where did they get health care? We were out in the countryside. And the nearest physician was an hour and a half away from them, yet they had a high-speed Wi-Fi spot in their home where they could access high-quality health care around the world instead of having that inconvenience of driving an hour and a half each way to see their doctor. That's great. What's next for men? What type of growth plans do you have as you head into 2016? Well, we have some pretty aggressive and optimistic growth plans for 2016, which includes growing across the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and starting to expand to other areas in Texas, as well as other markets within the U.S., We plan this year to be adding virtual visits and telemedicine both to our web-based platform as well as our mobile platform and deepening that integration and helping with those initiatives that children has in the population health and virtual health spaces. Good deal. What have I missed? What important questions does our audience need to know about men that I haven't asked you? So one of the first questions I get is, isn't this just another concierge practice for the rich? And my answer to that is absolutely not. I recently saw a patient in a multi-million dollar home in a very high-end area of Dallas who had a private jet. The next patient I saw was in low-income housing in East Dallas. She was a working mom with two children, no insurance, worked two jobs, Both of them back-to-back complimented us that this was the most convenient and affordable health care that they could get. 
So not only this higher income demographic, but also people who are uninsured or who have poor insurance, this is a really convenient and affordable option for both of those people. And so this is targeted really at a very large demographic slice rather than just the concierge medicine market. Perfect. Dr. Clark, we're about to wrap it up for today, but before I let you go, where should people go to learn more about MEND? I'd recommend the first place you start is our website. It's www.mendathome.com. There you'll have access to both our free iPhone app as well as our web-based mobile app, as well as our customer service line, which is open Monday through Friday. You can book an appointment at any time. We're open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. for appointments, seven days a week, including holidays. You can start there with much more information on our website, and we'll be happy to follow up with any questions you might have by phone or email. Perfect. Dr. Clark, it was so great to have you today. Thanks for stopping by and sharing your great wisdom and letting us know all about what you're up to at MEND. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Ours as well. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Dr. Jonathan Clark, I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.